Live from Smitty1.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? You are watching the Fantasy Football Show, and I'm your man, Smitty. And boy, do we have a show for you. I've already gone live, uh, I don't know, four times today on YouTube. Four times on YouTube. Uh, three, I think three times, and then we did it. We had a, a short little live that I had to restart. But four times I've been live on YouTube today. If you're not subscribed to the Fantasy Football Show, you're missing all kinds of breaking news, emergency live streams. We are breaking it down. We are doing it live. Kamara, Kyler, A-Rod, Watson. We're talking about it all. Coaching moves. The, the coaching spots have all been filled. We'll go over that at the end of the show, the third segment. But the first segment is talking about Alvin Kamara. And more is getting released each and every hour or two. We, we hear a little bit here, a little bit there. Police report uh, gets uh, revealed, and then we got a little bit more information. But currently, it according to ESPN, the police report, um, video evidence supports allegations against New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara. Um, and let me go over those allegations with you. Um, right here it says, police said that the video surveillance matched the man's account, the victim that was uh, hospitalized with a broken occipital uh, bone in the face and uh, the man was reportedly kicked and beaten how many times we don't know but kicked and beaten um, while unconscious so let me break down as I understand it what had happened in this situation as I understand it as the 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 reports from uh, Ian Rappaport, from Schefter, from ESPN, from the New York Post, a bunch of different places. I've gone to very concrete places to get this information so that if it is wrong, it's being reported wrong there. Here's my interpretation of everything collectively. Alvin Kamara and this gentleman with Alvin Kamara's little entourage with him. It was supposedly, I think, a girlfriend um, and, and a bunch of his friends with him. All standing at the elevator. This man and, and Kamara get in a little altercation, verbal. And apparently, the way I understand it, Kamara puts his hand on the man's chest when he's trying to get in the elevator. Maybe like take the next one type of thing is what I imagine. That part is me speculating. But the report says Alvin Kamara placed his hand on the man's chest. The man slapped his hand away or pushed his hand away. And the man's account, the, the victim, the hospitalized man said that he remembers getting hit and then he went unconscious and he doesn't really remember the continued beating that he got. Um, and so according to Kamara, Alvin Kamara, the, there was a, he, he remembers punching the man. He says he admitted punching the man, um, that the man was trying to get away. Something about punching him because he thought he was getting away. I don't even understand that part, why you would, you would want to punch somebody trying to get away. I'm not sure what, had, had uh, all ensued in Alvin Kamara's story. Um, I'll try and find more information on that. But the mo most important part, I think, to, to bring up is that the man's account was, um, according to the police report, uh, confirmed by... Let's pull it, put this right here. After Green... So the, the, the man's account was confirmed by the video. Alvin Kamara's account of the situation was not confirmed by the video footage. So after Green was pushed... 
He states he was hit and kicked by multiple people and loses consciousness. The only one that Green can remember is described as, um, and he describes Alvin Kamara essentially. Um, Kamara acknowledged punching Green, but offered his own version of the events. Kamara remembers Green calling one of his friends ugly and then later said, I'll whoop your you-know-what too. The police report states Kamara said he saw the fight break out next to him and and he saw Green get it, getting punched. Kamara threw a couple punches thinking the guy was running away. That's the part I, I don't really understand why, why that's relevant or why you would bring that up. Guy's running away, so I threw some punches. Like, I got some in. <laughs> I don't understand that part. Okay. Then there's this, the police report uh, says that Kamara stated he punched Green because he thought he was running away, but the video footage showed a different scene. This is in quotes. The video disputes this showing uh, that Green was not running away, but he had in fact just been punched by Kamara's associate, and then Kamara immediately attacked him, unquote. Kamara, 26, has played running back for the Saints for five seasons. This year, he had uh, 1,300 yards. We don't need to know that. Um, and then there's this clip here as well. And this is from the New York Post. These last three are from the New York Post. One man who later would be identified as Alvin Kamara put his hands on Green's chest, stopping him from walking into the elevator. This is what I was describing earlier. The police report obtained by NOLA.com states... Citing Green's statement, Green pushed Kamara's hand off his chest. Green stated that he was pushed back, uh, which caused him to stumble back. And that's when the individual reports that he was hit. So he he pushed Kamara's hand back, and then he was hit. And then a couple punches, he didn't know where they were coming from. He saw Kamara, he identified Kamara hitting him. Kamara admitted punching him, so that's not like a um, he said, he said thing. They're both agreeing to it. And... Guy hits the ground. Video footage apparently shows him going unconscious. And then the guy gets continuously attacked and beaten by the the three individuals reportedly. So, I know a lot of people are going to want to say that he's going to be okay from this. He'll find a way out of this. Um, the NFL is going to slap him on the wrist. I hear, I see a lot of comments like, you know... They want to make money. They're not going to keep them off the field. Um, I I get I get where people are coming from on that. And and the the thing is, I I don't think the NFL is in the business of covering this one up. I don't think the NFL is going to be interested in trying to make money off of Camara like some people are suggesting. Like he needs to be on the field. Um, it, it's not like that. The 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 league is is taking different approaches to these kinds of situations and they, they, they come down hard with the hammer and, and they slap the wrist. They, this isn't a thing where it blows over. They just kind of hide it. There's no hiding this. We're at a different, like people say, Ray Rice, look at him. He returned. Look at cream hunt. Number one, the league is, I don't want to say come a long way. Cause there's so many problems in the league. The league is Changed. I, I don't even want to say evolved because I'm not trying to paint it as a, a good evolving or the league has done a great job evolving. I'm not trying to paint that picture at all. But the league, it's a different league today than it was when Ray Rice was doing his thing. It's different than when Hunt was doing his thing. It's different than the Mixon situation, which was way, way, probably way worse than any of them. And he's playing in the league. I get those arguments. But we, we are in a different league now. We have a spotlight on the NFL right now 
with all these the coaching mess that's going on, and the NFL is not going to want any part of this. They're not going to want any part. Of, they don't care about Camara making them money. They don't. And the Saints, like, let's be real, guys. Let's be completely honest here. The New Orleans Saints are going to suck in 2022, no matter what Kamara is doing on the field, off the field, uh, out of the league, suspended eight games. The, the New Orleans Saints are going to blow. They don't have a quarterback. Um, Sean Payton left. They're, they're, it's a mess. You don't know what's going on with Mike Thomas. Is he even going to be healthy? Who knows? The New Orleans Saints, no offense to any Saint fans out there, but this team is not going to be good. They got a huge salary cap issue. This team is not going to be good for four or five years. And this potentially solves the New Orleans Saints cap issues a little bit. This also potentially helps them get a higher draft pick. I'm not trying to make like accusations that the organization is trying to, to uh, uh, dive to get a better pick. But I'm saying there could these could these are human beings involved. They could start making decisions like, we're going to pull them. We're going to pull them. And that news might even happen while I'm live right now. If it does, let me know. Don't lie in the chat. No fake news or you get you get, you get get tossed because this, uh, this is serious here. But this team might say, look, if we take him out of play, we suspend him indefinitely. He doesn't play 2022. It makes our organization look like we're standing on principle, which is good. And I'm not saying it's fake. I'm not saying that that's a, a false image that they want to portray, but that's going to be in the conversation, right? What do we do? You know, they have, they have these conversations at a high level in an organization. They're very, very blunt, blunt about it. Like, let's talk about this. Anybody making decisions is going to be like, A, we're going to look weak if we don't do something. B, if we do something, it does solve some salary cap issues for a guy maybe we don't want on our team right now. Maybe we don't want Kamara on our team, and this gives us a way to solve some cap issues. I'm not sure what happens with this contract. I'm sure there's stuff written in that's going to allow the Saints to, 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 to figure this out and come out on top. Number three, it will potentially make them have a better draft uh, draft capital situation walking into 2022 and 2023. And if they're in rebuild mode, which they most certainly are in, I don't care if they say they're not, I don't care what anybody says, they are in rebuild mode. And their new head coach hire, they, they're, they're saying they're, they're elevating within. We'll talk about that in a minute because they're not in rebuild mode. They don't want to start rebuilding. They want to keep rolling with what they got. But they're in, real, they're in rebuild mode. Believe me, they are. So, I think the Saints will act quickly and swiftly. I think the league would or might do the same. Or they're going to be on the same page and, and jointly uh, act quickly. Could Kamara get out of this? I, I don't know. There would have to be a spin to this, okay? There would have to be some kind of... I don't know. Crazy scenario we haven't heard yet, which is hard to imagine because Kamara, we've already heard from Kamara. Kamara's already made his opinion and shared his point of view. And there's nothing that stands out on its face that makes me feel like there could be anything else left to, you know, to, to turn this thing around. Like the, the only scenario we could think of is this guy made complete false accusations and Kamara got picked up prematurely. There wasn't good evidence. 
um, but yet people acted swiftly and abruptly, and it doesn't sound like that's the case. There's video footage that's validating the man that was attacked and hospitalized with a broken occipital and unconscious uh, take, take, took an unconscious beating. That guy's story, according to the police, is backed up by the video footage. There's really nothing left to argue at this point. Alvin Kamara is in a bad, bad, bad spot. It would not shock me in the least if this guy did not play 2022. And then we've got a, another conversation about would he come back? Can he come back? And that that's not even fantasy-wise. That's just NFL. Like, would he be on the team? Will the team release him tomorrow? Like, these things can happen very, very fast. It would not shock me at all if Alvin Kamara was cut. It would not shock me if Alvin Kamara was placed on the commissioner exempt list. This is a, this is a criminal situation here. A criminal arrest. He could easily go on the exempt list with a snap. Goodell can take someone and put them on the exempt list. This is not a civil situation. And we had a guy in the, in the chat, and you know, bless the guy's heart. He made us all laugh, and I I, 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 I wish he was in here now. Maybe he is. But he said, I think Alvin Kamara will settle. <laughs> and we, I lost it. I just started laughing for like two minutes. And that, that made my night. Like So I hope he's here, and I hope he understands. I, I loved his comment. He was serious. <laughs> that, that's why it was so funny and so awesome. But he's like, I think he probably settles, Smitty. You can't settle in these situations. He was arrested. He was arrested for battery. He Not only is there a, a situation where Kamara may not actually even be... Um, may not actually even be, like, hit hard by the NFL. Uh, pardon my pun. I keep, I keep using those puns, too, and I'm not trying to. He won't be hit hard by the NFL, or like let's say let's let's pretend we we live in a world where the NFL is like we're not doing anything, you know, which we don't live in that world. But pretend we do. He may not be available because he may be facing charges. There's potential jail time. Will he serve jail time? Probably not. Will he be on some sort of probation, or will he like who knows what's going to happen there? Will he serve actual jail time? I don't know that I picture that. I'm not saying I do, but he potentially could. There's a lot of things that could enter this equation. So when people say he'll play, like you've got jail time. You've got the fact that he was arrested. This is not something you can just like, that can just go away. Um, the police have evidence that a crime took place. It's very different. You, It's one thing to press charges about this or that, but this is a crime. Okay, this is a battery crime. It took place. It's very complicated. And so Kamara is looking at potential legal ramifications. And on top of that, he's looking at NFL ramifications. And on top of that, he's looking at team-based ramifications. Three different things are coming toward him. And I don't see a world where he escapes all three. Therefore, I don't see a world where he plays 2022. Now we have to ask the question, and I don't care if people get upset about it and say, Smitty, now's not the time to talk about fantasy. I had some guy in the chat going at me uh, in the in the comments. Another guy going at me earlier today saying, Smitty, um, what he, he said something to the effect of like, uh, uh, what do you say? One guy was like, get your facts straight. As it's all coming in and we're trying to, to, to release this live, I'm trying to give you what I know when I know it. Do I report something wrong? Like somebody saying, Smitty, it's not in an elevator, it's in a nightclub. 
he would they were exiting an elevator and we didn't know if it was in the elevator or slightly outside the elevator pardon my my mixing up the facts i think we've done pretty good here on the show reporting this all day long i've been live all day long and bob's in the comments telling me that i'm wrong about the elevator and that he's not in the elevator smitty um haven't you seen the footage no you hadn't seen it either bob we're going off a bunch of of reports coming from uh adam Schefter and ian rapaport okay so i'm 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 digesting it all and i think we've done a pretty darn good job so far and i don't even know where i was going with this but the, the bottom line is oh people go smitty um you really want to talk about fantasy right now look this is a fantasy football show we this is an nfl I like to think of us as an NFL and fantasy football show. An NFL and fantasy football show. I'm talking about it. If you if you want a channel that's going to wait two weeks to talk about it, if you want a channel that seems that doesn't seem as callous as me because I'm talking about the man's fantasy football future when his, he's in trouble, like if, if you want... If, if someone went after me and said, why are you talking about this? What about the guy in the hospital? Like, I understand all that. I'm not an idiot, but we have a job to do. I have a job to do. I work for you. I work for you, and I'm reporting on the facts, and we've got to talk about fantasy football. So buckle up. If you want to go watch it on CNN or wherever, go ahead. We're going to talk about football. We're going to talk about ramifications. We're going to talk about it and do it live, okay? We might have a little bit of mistake here and there, a little mistake here. Like, maybe his foot was in the elevator, but he wasn't fully in the elevator. My bad, okay? Here we go. Alvin Kamara. What happens to him in fantasy football? Let's pretend that Alvin Kamara misses one year, but he's allowed to come back in 2023. And I, I realize there's a shot he could get suspended 8 to 10 games, still return in 2022. We can play out that scenario in a minute as well. But let's talk about this scenario first. Alvin Kamara, he's, he misses the entire 2022 season. He comes back in 2023. And guess what? He's another year older. I know he didn't rack up a lot of mileage, but he's already done that. His mileage is through the roof. Yes, he does rushing, receiving, divide. It helps him stay quite healthy compared to a running back like Derrick Henry. Pounding it up the gut. 300-pound lineman stacking on top of him, shoving him into the ground. But he's still getting mileage beyond mileage. This guy has done it for a while. He's also kind of injury prone at this point in his career. If anybody doesn't feel like he's injury prone at this point in his career, then you you own him in like four leagues. So congratulations. Hello, Alvin Kamara, super dynasty owner, uh, massive uh, invested, highly invested dynasty owner. He's injury prone. This is a man that's going to sit out a whole year or let's say eight to ten games uh, Mike says, let's see here. Mike says, eight to ten weeks, he is too talented to be suspended fully. <laughs> That's not how it works, Mike. <laughs> oh, Mike. I appreciate you, though, Mike. I, 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 lo I, love, I love all the different perspectives. <laughs> I love the ones where he's too talented. <laughs> like, like, that plays into it at all. Uh, NFL doesn't. NFL doesn't. I know everyone thinks the NFL cares about one player because of ticket sales. They're not, they don't care about the Saints right now. Like the Saints are going to lose. The Saints are not set up to win. Alvin Kamara is making them look bad when the spotlight is on them. Hardcore with all this coaching stuff. The last thing in the world they're worried about is Alvin Kamara selling tickets. And will Alvin Kamara really sell tickets? Do you think a lot of Alvin Kamara jerseys are going to get bought this weekend? Do you think a lot of Alvin Kamara jerseys are going to, you know, 
uh, just just all of a sudden not get sold. You know what I mean? Like there's not there's no there's no there's no benefit to the NFL forcing Alvin Kamara onto the field. In fact, let's put it this let's put it this way, Mike. I appreciate you, Mike. Again, I I, lo- I love the different perspectives. It, it helps entertain me. That guy last night that said he was going to settle and get out of this. I, I just completely lost. I was laughing for like 20 minutes after the show. I was laughing the whole night. <laughs> He's going to settle. Smitty, I think he'll settle out of this. <laughs> just, I was laughing so hard. Um, but, uh, but Mike, the NFL is about money, right? They're about money. If they ran Alvin Kamara out too early, sponsors would threaten to leave. Sponsors would threaten to drop and leave the NFL. It's all about money. Having Alvin Kamara removed from the equation is the lesser of, of two evils by far to the NFL. They're going to remove him for a whole year. No one's going to forget this eight weeks in. No one's going to forget this 12 weeks in. People tend to let things go when a whole year passes and you walk into a new year and you're like, yeah, that was last year. Okay? I, I, I think he has a real shot at potentially coming back, maybe. But here's the thing. Will he be valuable in fantasy football? I, I don't think he's going to be the same guy. We saw Love Bell hold out an entire year. When a player like Lev Bell or Alvin Kamara at the prime of their, their, their career, the pinnacle, the peak of their career, they are susceptible to going downhill or continuing one more year, continuing one more half of a year. It, it's, it's a fine line. And when you're at the pinnacle of your career and you're already injury prone, your team is going to be garbage. You don't, I mean, maybe they turn things around quickly. Who knows? But you sit out a year, you don't ever get back the edge you have. You lose a step 100%. There's no way Alvin Kamara can keep, you know, training and being in football shape. It's not the same. It's not the same. He sits out an entire year of football at his age, he's not 20 years old. 2021, it happens. People people rise up late. You could sit out a whole year, come in and do well. He is not that guy. He's in a different position uh, in his life with this team. He is at a pinnacle in his career. And if he sits out a whole year, he takes a big drop. Not to mention, you run a big risk of injury if, let's say, you miss 10 weeks and you come in week 11. What what player, especially a running back, do you remember holding out for five, six, seven weeks, comes in and does, it goes on a tear? They usually struggle. They're rusty. They have two or three games where they don't do well. Melvin Gordon sat out. It took him a while to get in a rhythm. Um, um, Elliott sat out, and and there, I believe that the year he sat out, which was what, like two years ago? He, he wasn't quite where he needed to be right away. It takes a little time. It takes a little time. I think that Alvin Kamara is a complete avoid moving forward. Like, is there a chance he escapes and gets like some kind of five-game suspension and everybody's like, what? I can't believe the NFL. I mean, the NFL's not impressing us at every turn, at every step right now. So would it shock me if the NFL disappointed at a grand scale? With this, no, it, w- it wouldn't shock me, but I'm not betting on it. I'm not going in and buying this guy. There's a guy in every one of your leagues that's a that's a buyer. He's the same guy. No offense if you like Cam Akers, okay? But I, I, I believe this to be true, and you can tell me if you feel differently. The guy you could sell the guy you could sell Kamara to right now, the guy that loves the underdog running back, is the guy that also loves Cam Akers. The guy that, that also liked Julio Jones 
this past season going, Julio's going to be the number one wide receiver. It's last second Joey. Like, last uh, last chance Joey. It's it's that guy in your league. The guy that loves to give a guy last, you know, chance, a last hurrah. Like, maybe he's older. Maybe he... Maybe he fell short in his life and he's living vicariously through the fact that Julio may have one more year left. Believe in him. Believe in me. Believe in Julio. A belief in Julio is a belief in me. I don't know what it is, but you can you can profile your your fantasy football owners and find out which owners are susceptible to trades. You can easily I'm gonna have a fantasy football sizing up, finding a profile that fits your owner. And I'm going to have a whole video series and course on it where you can find the guy that's weak with trades. He trades all the time. You find the guy that's stingy and never trades. How do you deal with him? Once you find the profile that fits the fantasy owner you're talking about, you can find their vulnerabilities. And the guy that that would buy Camaro right now, there's probably only one or two in your league right now. It's the guy that would buy Cam Akers above all others. It's the guy that would literally draft Cam Akers in the first round if he had to. It's the guy that loved Julio Jones last year. It's the guy that probably has been adamant that Watson was going to play last year. That guy. That guy will buy Alvin Kamara. Find the guy that supported Watson the most. That guy might buy Alvin Kamara. You can also potentially trade across position. You're probably not going to get a running back. Say goodbye to that potential. You could probably go and get a quarterback straight up if you needed like a, a guy that was like four or five overall. And let's let's be honest. If you own Burrow you, in Dynasty, you might own another great quarterback because Burrow was a prospect you hoped worked out. And now Burrow's your starter. And now you can maybe trade your other quarterback. Maybe you had uh, a quarterback like you know, Herbert and Burrow or something. I'm not saying you could even get one of those quarterbacks for, for Camara right now in a, in a dynasty league, but you sure could try. And, and across position trades, I mean, who here would take McLaurin over Camara right, right now? I think McLaurin is one of the most undervalued wide receivers and you could probably get more. You could probably get a, a, a Trey Lance and a, a McLaurin together and, and sell off a Camara to that guy, to uh, second chance, uh, second chance, Joey. He would probably do that deal. So, fantasy-wise, it's a down downward spiral from here. It's a downward spiral from here. Um, how early would you take Burrow in 2022? Spacula wants to know. Um, and Spacula is the one that I was reading his comments on our Discord. And if you want to get on our Discord, go to Smitty1 right, right there. Smitty1.com. Click the Discord button. But this was chatter on our Discord really early this morning. I went, I started poking around at it. Um, or not this, uh, the Kyler news that I'm going to get to in a second. The Kyler news, sorry. Um, I'm all over the place. I, I, I've been live all day, so I, my mind is scattered. Um, the Kyler news that we're going to go over in a minute was from Spacula. Or, or I saw Spacula talking about it. I started digging into it. We're going to get into it in a second. Um, how early would I buy, buy Joe Burrow in 2022? I'm probably going to say, I, I, I agree with Stormcat here. I'm not saying I wouldn't buy him sooner if I had to, but round five, six is probably where you want to target him. You don't want to go round four. Um, we'll cross that bridge. If it comes, if Burrow starts costing us way too, way too much, way more than we want to pay. Not that we wouldn't pay, but way more than we anticipated paying. Then we've got to have a, uh, another conversation, a revisit if we feel like, um, we were willing to, to reach another round, but right now it's five, six, uh, smash that like button says spacula. Thank you for the, uh, super chat. 
Uh, let me just read some of these comments because you guys always have good comments. Look at Belly, sat out a year, then big decline. Exactly. Uh, do the crime, pay the price. Um, Airhead Taffy, running back team. I don't know what that means. Kyler was smiling with the Green Bay coaches on the sidelines during the Super Bowl. Look, I'm going to get to that in a second. I'm going to get to that in a second. I really think there's something going on here with Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers. And I feel like I'm, I'm connecting the dots. I feel like people think I'm a little crazy, especially when I talk to other communities that are kind of centered around one team, like team pages on Instagram. I know a lot of people. I associate with a lot of people. And it's it's crazy. It's crazy how many people think I'm nuts for, for trying to connect these dots. But as soon as I started getting into it, let's get right into that. So Alvin Kamara, trade him if you can. Don't draft him. Expect him out the entire year right now. I'm not saying give him away. I'm not saying cut him. Like, let's say you did a, a redraft league today. You just you redrafted early. I don't know why you would do that. But if you redrafted early, I'm not saying cut him. I'm saying that I would plan for the worst. I would plan for no Alvin Kamara 2022. I would, I would at best be hopeful that he could return. And then even if he did, he wouldn't be the same running back. That's, that's my thinking there. So now we're going to go to the Kyler Murray news. Kyler Murray on the move. If you missed my earlier live stream, Kyler Murray, he literally purged his, his social media accounts, taking all Cardinal information off it and is no longer following the Arizona Cardinals on his social media platforms. I repeat, if you want to, I've had a couple people, why, I don't know why people love to come at me so much when I'm reporting something like this. There are some people, and this is that that Joey guy. This is that that that, that second chance Joey, the, the guy that, that, that wants to acquire Camara from you. Like, it's like I get these DMs, I see comments, and people are like, Smitty, Kyler Murray's not going to leave or anything. He's just focusing on football. Look at look, look. Look. He's not he's taking he's got the Pro Bowl on there. He's not getting off social media. Some people are like, Smitty, he's just getting off social media. No, he's not. He's purging the Cardinals from all of his social media accounts. And what more evidence do you need than that he unfollowed the Cardinals on all of his platforms? It doesn't take a rocket scientist to connect the dots there, at least, that Kyler Murray is wanting out or expecting not to ever return to the Arizona Cardinals. He wants a bag. He wants a bag. This is a pivotal year for his contract, is you know wanting an extension, wanting big money. And he's tired of getting hurt. And, he, and if he gets hurt again, he won't get the big deal. He's scared. He's scared, and he whines a lot. And I'm I'm done with him, frankly, here in Arizona. I'm glad he's going. Like I like Kyler. He's got a he's got a tremendous skill set. He can be a top five fantasy quarterback without question. He's mobile. He gets so much work on the on the ground. But as I say every single time, every single time I talk about Kyler Murray in a positive way, find a clip where I don't say, but he needs everything to be perfect. He needs Hopkins because he can't see over the offensive line. Therefore, he needs to roll outside of the pocket. When he rolls outside of the pocket, what does he need? A wide receiver that is the best wide receiver in the league catching footballs from a mobile quarterback that's rolling outside of the pocket. And there's one man in the NFL that has coined the best outside the pocket 
for his quarterback pass catching wide receiver in the NFL and his name is DeAndre Hopkins who was ironically acquired for this man Kyler Murray so that Kyler Murray and him could get married together and have the most beautiful pass catching relationship in the world and and they fit together perfectly they fit together perfectly but then Kingsbury didn't use Hopkins as much Hopkins got hurt Hopkins had ceiling to the moon in this Arizona air raid attack with the, the combination of these two guys playing together with both of their skill sets, their bread and butter outside that pocket rolling together. That is how I envisioned Kyler and Hopkins elevating the Cardinals. And they did it. They did it for half of a season. They were the last undefeated team in the league. They were coined by so many to be the best team in the NFL coming out of like week, you know, seven, eight. Everyone was scared to play the Cardinals. Then Hopkins gets banged up. He starts playing injured and then Kyler gets hurt the whole team falls apart Kyler's been crying ever since and he's one-dimensional he's disarmed he's like a weapon that gets disarmed when you don't have Hopkins healthy on the field I'm tired of it I'm tired of it there was talk in Arizona about getting this man Deshaun Watson which I you guys know my concerns there and I'm real worried he won't play I think Houston's Houston's holding him back He's currently not on the exempt list. He can't go on the exempt list until a criminal situation arises, which still could very much arise if the, the civil side does not settle. It's almost like the criminal side's waiting. Okay? There's our evidence over there on the other side of that fence. Our evidence is right there. We want to get it. We're going to twiddle our thumbs. We're going to wait. If they don't settle, if these people take it to court, we've got evidence to go after them. There's a problem here. Because Watson could get removed and taken off the board immediately. But if no criminal investigation opens up, the NFL technically can't put him on the exempt list. The team can do something about it, like the Texans did, because the Texans apparently want to destroy him. Uh, regardless of whether he's innocent or guilty, they still want to destroy him. They don't want to trade him. They don't want to do anything. Now they're looking to potentially trade him. And if Watson could avoid this, postpone it, and play a season... I, I, I would be for it, you know, assuming we don't know if he's guilty or innocent. So we got to take that, like, there's principle here, right? But we don't know if he's guilty or innocent yet. It's got to go to court. So I'm willing to give this guy this buffer period to prove he's innocent while he's playing for us. I know that's selfish of me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm a, an a-hole for that. I don't know. But Watson needs to get on the field and play football for a team while he's still got an opportunity. And what better offer... But the Cardinals saying, we'll give you Kyler Murray. You give us Deshaun Watson. And you know what? For your troubles, we'll give you a first rounder as well. Because Watson's more polished. He's about a foot taller. We'll pay per foot. Okay? So we'll give you the draft pick. We're sending you a pint-sized Kyler Murray. And you give us, we'll give you a draft pick. You give us Watson. And then, and then, we go marching on. And become at least the number one or number two or guaranteed top three team in the entire NFC. And what's so shocking about everything that I'm describing is that this man, Deshaun Watson, yes, would turn our team, the Arizona Cardinals, my team, into, you know, keep us in the, in the mix of a top three team. But all of the top three teams are in the same division in the NFC West. The Rams, who are in the Super Bowl right now. The Niners, 
who have a team with Trey Lance can be the number one team in the NFC. They truly can be. And if if we get Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson, and I haven't talked about Aaron Rodgers yet. I'm talking about Deshaun Watson first because I'm saving the best for last. But if we get this man, Deshaun Watson, we are one of three of the best teams in the NFC, and they're all in the NFC West. And if you're if your favorite team is in the NFC but not not in the West, and you think I'm crazy, you can at me down below. It's fine. Just leave your message in your screen in your your receipt below. We'll revisit later. We'll revisit later. Cardinals make a move. Trade Kyler. And and here's the thing. How much is how much is Houston gonna want back for Deshaun Watson? I'll answer the question for you. At least three first rounders. They're gonna want. They'll maybe take two and some seconds or two and a player. They want two or three first-rounders for Deshaun Watson. And, and talent-wise, he deserves it. But teams are going to be very gun-shy. Teams will not pay two or three first-rounders for a player that could be taken off the board at any moment. A player that has a whole lot of risk. But guess what the Cardinals have? Kyler Murray to offset having to give up as many draft picks. Kyler Murray and one first-rounder for Deshaun Watson is a killing, a killer deal for both sides. The Cardinals get their quarterback. We march on. We're a top four team, top five team in the NFL. Cardinals are a top. And guess what? Before you say, Smitty, how is Deshaun just going to walk in it? He played with Hopkins. Do I have to explain this? Hopkins and him are just going to, they'll just start playing catch again. It's like Gronk and Brady reuniting in Tampa Bay. Watson coming over. Hopkins would be so happy to see him. Here's a guy that knows how to throw the football. Here's a winner. Here's a leader on the field. Here's a leader on the field, maybe in the locker room too. Maybe outside of the stadium, we'll we'll find out. That's TBA. But here's a leader on the field that can march the football down the field, lead this offense. He can see me over the line. It's a a wonderful match made in heaven. If if it can happen, if the team will, will take a first and Kyler. But if you're the if you're the Houston Texans. Why wouldn't you do this? I know you've got Mills. I know you potentially may not want Kyler. You may want him. You may not. It's a good move. It's a good move for the Texans. They get a first rounder. He sits another year. No one's going to give him three first rounders. So they, if they if they don't do a trade and then he sits one more year because they want to ruin him, he's not going to be worth three first rounders the next year. Kyler and a first rounder is the best deal they can get. It's the best idea I think anybody can come up with. I'm hope I hope I'm creating buzz for it because you know what happens in Arizona. Rumors spread really quick around the valley. They bounce off the mountains everywhere here in the valley, the rumors. And then what happens? The team potentially listens to them and they hear them and it sparks ideas sometimes. And this was kicked around last offseason. The Cardinals shot it down, but the fans wanted it. The fans talked about it a ton. They said Kyler Murray and a first rounder for Deshaun Watson and the Cardinals shot it down. It was talked about so much in the Valley by every radio station, every local radio station, every local online newspaper that the Cardinals actually had to address it. And they're like, that is not what we're doing. Kyler's our guy. And and I understand. And I, I supported the move. And the team played phenomenal for half of the season. But it's time to move on if we can move on. If we can't move on, I don't want to get rid of Kyler if we can't get a good quarterback. I don't want Jimmy G or... Uh, uh, a Kirk Cousins type. Uh, Kyler's better than that. Kyler gives us a better shot. Maybe we don't win a Super Bowl, but we're not winning a Super Bowl anyway with Jimmy G or with any other quarterback. So no, I will take, I will take this man, Deshaun Watson. 
assuming he is not currently uh, uh, guilty of any of these wrongdoings. Bring him in. Bring him in. We'll let him fight his case while he's playing in a Cardinal uniform. Uh, Sign me up. As for the other individual on the screen named Aaron Rodgers, here's me connecting dots, people. And I feel like I'm the only one talking about it. When I saw this news, when I saw this news about Kyler, and, and, and I saw it on our Discord with Spacula, and I started seeing and hearing everybody say, you know, he's got a million and uh, 1.3 million followers. He's got 1.3 million followers. Everyone starts to notice when you follow somebody that, hey, all the Arizona Cardinals stuff's been ripped off of here. <laughs> this guy's gone. What scenario can you remember where a player removed every single piece of evidence um, from their team, from their social media accounts, disowned them, and then came back around. Like, this is, something's going on. Something might even be brewing already that we don't know about being kept under wraps. Aaron Rodgers might be on the move. Aaron Rodgers, the most likely landing spot is Denver. I still feel that way. I think Pittsburgh is, is an ideal spot, but it's not as ideal as Arizona when you really break it down. Aaron Rodgers coming out west, playing in this amazing division, and you get people that say, oh, well, maybe he won't want to play in such a tough division. Give me a break. He's Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers is going to fix his legacy in everybody's mind, all these people that complain and moan about him and say he's garbage, he's a choke artist, blah, blah, blah. He's only won one Super Bowl. Dan Marino didn't win a Super Bowl. Barry Sanders never won a Super Bowl. Jim Kelly never won a Super Bowl. Okay, I'm not saying one is satisfying to a guy like Aaron Rodgers, but let's not act like Aaron Rodgers has failed anything. This guy is a, 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 a he's already made the Hall of Fame in everyone's mind. And this guy, Aaron Rodgers, has something to prove because people are holding over this one championship over his head like he didn't complete enough, he didn't conquer enough. What better way to show everybody than to walk into the best division in football? and win the division, and win the Super Bowl, and knock everybody off on the way to the playoffs, then meet the best quarterback in the league, or one of the best four, because in the AFC, you will face every single year for the next decade and a half, you will face either Mahomes, Josh Allen, Herbert, or Burrow. I don't think there's a shot in heck that you will ever face another one of those, any other quarterback, but those four quarterbacks for the next 10 years. Maybe I'm being a little bit, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it most likely will be one of those four quarterbacks for a long, long time, almost every single year. The AFC will be sitting there waiting with one of those guys, and Aaron Rodgers is going to march back up in the toughest division in football and prove himself, and then his legacy improves. And he is about legacy. He does care what people think about him. He does also not care what people think about him at the same time. And he's all about happiness, which is why he'll he'll walk away from football versus playing Green Bay again. He doesn't want to be in Green Bay. He doesn't want to be in Green Bay at all. And so it's going to be a place like Arizona is going to be a place like Denver that's built to win. Arizona is built to win. If Arizona gets Aaron Rodgers, they are 100% a top five overall team in the NFL. Overall, top five or six at least, overall team in the NFL. 
even with the four teams I named in the AFC, they would be battling with San Francisco and the and the and the Los Angeles Rams for being the top t- top team in the NFC and going to 100% compete every single year that Aaron Rodgers is under center. Let's say it's two years, and this guy's going to get a huge contract. So the money's got to work out. We got to see how that pencils out. But getting rid of Kyler would help alleviate some of that. But Aaron Rodgers is probably looking for about 47 million a year, probably 47, 45 million a year. And he'll probably get it. Money can be moved. It can be figured out. Don't worry about the details. That'll all iron itself out. But let me ask you a question. What team in the NFL, what team in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals might win with Aaron Rodgers, bro. And this team went to a Super Bowl with the man I'm about to name, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, came to Arizona to play. The best running, one of the best running backs to ever play the game, Emmett Smith, came to Arizona. Granted, he wasn't like Warner. Warner was at the the prime of his career, and he played phenomenal in Arizona. Emmett was on the decline, but Emmett came to Arizona. Adrian Peterson, some would argue the best fantasy football running back ever, came to Arizona. Granted, he was also like Emmett Smith on the decline. Hopkins came to Arizona. Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins. A.J. Green came to Arizona. Larry Fitzgerald was in Arizona. Garrison Hurst played in Arizona. We have had a rotation of big-name people come to Arizona. First of all, it's the weather. There's a lot of reasons that people want to come play here. And, And it would not shock me at all to see Aaron Rodgers... In a Green Bay uniform. And, and the, the whole home in Tennessee doesn't matter. Like he's not buying a home this far out. Before he's even been traded. Like that's not in the that's not a thing. Like he bought a home. That's where he's going. He bought a home. Proving he's done with Green Bay. And Aaron Rodgers probably owns like four homes. He wants to live there. Does anybody even know if his wife's family's in Tennessee? Everybody just starts running with the Titans. There could be reasons why he's moving there. Or has a home there. That he could stay there four times out of the year. So it's not Tennessee. He's not going to Tennessee. It's not going to happen. It, it's it's crazy when you think about it. Arizona seems so logical. This is not me stretching or reaching. This is logical. Why? Let me tell you why. Just like in the example of Deshaun Watson, what is what do the Arizona Cardinals have that other teams don't have to offer? A quarterback back. And what will Green Bay need? Because Jordan Love is not it. A quarterback back back they will need a quarterback they will need a quarterback kyler murray while i'm i'm crapping on him at the same time is a good quarterback that if you take him you can win games you don't necessarily especially if they tag adams which they might do adams could be tagged a team would be absolutely stupid to not tag Devontae Adams. Now, the Green Bay Packers might be in rebuild mode. They might see no need in tying up that money. They might try and do different things with it. Sure, it's in the cards for them not to, no pun intended, not to tag Adams, but Adams could get tagged. If Adams gets tagged and you send Kyler Murray over there, that's not bad for Green Bay. Green Bay, whether you think they're going to compete or not, Green Bay would feel pretty competitive. With, with Kyler Murray and Adams and, and Aaron Jones and Dylan in a returning team for the most part. And, and you got to admit, as much as we all want to crap on Kyler, that's still a really good team. Okay? They're still a potential double or, yeah, 10, 11 win team. The, the, the um, 
Sorry, I'm still I'm still uh, getting over a little bit of the cold, and my throat gets dry. <laughs> and I'm screaming. And I've been talking. I mean, I don't know how much I've been talking. I've been barely taking breath, so it's 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 only only natural that my I'm out of I'm out of moisture and and I can't speak, and my 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 voice box is about to explode. I've been live all day too. On top of that, Kyler Murray in Green Bay. Admit it. If you even doubt Kyler, admit it. Kyler Murray, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Dylan, MVS. Um, that's a good team. That defense, that's a good team. That's still a really good team. That is not a collapse. That's a good team. Will they win the Super Bowl? Probably not. Probably not. But is that a good team? It absolutely is a good team. It absolutely is a good team. Um, What do the Cardinals have? Kyler Murray. Draft pick, whatever whatever they got to do. Draft pick and Kyler Murray. I would surrender one first rounder and Kyler Murray to get Aaron Rodgers on the squad for two years. I'd sacrifice it all for two years. If we can't win with Aaron Rodgers, we would never have won, and we won't win for the next ten years until until there's a completely new team, completely new roster, different coach, luck, draft picks, stumble upon the next great player in a draft. We will not win anything if we cannot win with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers won't win if he can't win with us. You've got Hopkins. You've got Kirk. You've got a a, a plethora of running backs if you bring back Connor. You have a really good defense that needs to get healthy, but it is really good. This team would be phenomenal under the command of Aaron Rodgers. And it all makes sense. It pencils out well. And no team has a quarterback they can throw back with a draft pick to get this done. Aaron Rodgers might cost two first rounders and a second to any other team, maybe even more to any other team, but we can give back Kyler Murray and a first rounder. I feel it. I feel something brewing. And if this wasn't happening right here where Kyler Murray was purging all Cardinals from all of his social media, I wouldn't be able to connect dots, but I feel like I'm connecting dots. I feel like there's no way the Cardinals are going to move on from Kyler. There's only one other scenario that makes sense here. There's only one other scenario that makes sense. Kyler's walking away. He's walking away to play baseball. It's the only scenario that makes sense. And if he did do that, if he did do that, then then that's a wrap. Um, and, and he could leave the Cardinals extremely high and dry. So uh, let's see how much time we got left. We got nine minutes left. <sighs> We got voicemails. We've got I don't know. Let me let me play some of the voicemails, and I might call I might call uh, calling a cardinal my cardinal correspondent, um, a guy that I trust uh, with information, and see what he thinks and get his honest take. Kyle. Hey Smitty, if Joe Mixon has a good game in the Super Bowl, how much would his value go up in twenty twenty two? Um, I, you know, if he has a good Super Bowl, I think he stays around like the eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 overall range. I don't think he can climb higher than that. He could certainly fall lower if he got hurt or just looked really bad. Somebody might bump him to like 12 instead of eight, but I think an eight to 12 range is safe. And for 2022, that's okay. I don't know about dynasty though. He's, he's at a long run. Yo, Schmitty, what would you think of Kyler Murray going to Minnesota? He said he's a Vikings fan and he's always been, and he always roots for him. Kyler Murray to the Vikings for Kirk Cousins and the 12th overall pick. What are your thoughts? It's a possibility. It certainly is a possibility. I, I mean, What's going on, Smitty? That could be it. After hearing about the incident with Kamara, it sounds really bad. 
after the information came out today. Personally, I don't think he plays at all uh, this year coming up. So do you see the Saints trying to trade for running back or looking to sign anybody at the free agent? I mean, I mean, yeah, I think they're going to hit it in the draft. I think they'll hit it in the draft. Um, running backs fall, so it's not like you're telegraphing, hey, we need a running back, someone's going to step over you and take one. You could take one a little early and get the number one or number two or number three overall guy for running backs. You can get you can get your number one running back on your board. Sometimes your number one running back is not the top guy that everybody else has, so you can get him in the second or third round or wherever. So they may, they may look to fill running back in this draft. I, I don't know. They could trade. You know, they could trade. They could go after uh, a, a running back that we're not thinking of, like a, a potential. I don't know what Sonny Michelle's contract looks like or Daryl Henderson's contract looks like, but they could go to a team like that and say, hey, you know, um, th- there's a lot of a lot of scenarios that I, I could see playing out. Um, but uh, it's a good question. It's a real good question. Hey, what's going on, Smitty? Happy Monday. It's Tariq. What's up, Tariq? Hope all's going well. With the breaking news from Ian Rappaport with uh, the news with involving Alvin Kamara, what's his outlook going to look like for the 2022 season? If, in fact, the NFL comes down on him and gives him a punishment, what could it be? And if so, is, is his career likely over in the NFL? And what do you think the direction the Saints are going to go forward with if something does to yeah, so I think we answered all those already, but in a nutshell, I think they look at the draft. I think he's definitely not playing 2022, if I had to guess, unless something crazy happens. I think maybe he has a shot in 2023. We'll have to play it by ear, though. Like, am I, am I banking on that in any way, shape, or form? No. I would assume he's not playing. Assume the worst. And assume that he won't even be the same back, even if he comes back. So I don't want any anything to do with him. Period. Uh, but it's a good question, Tariq. Terry. Man, guys, let's hear for our man Smitty uh, working really hard, especially in the last 24 Thank hours. Thank you, Terry. Going online. I, I, I appreciate you, pal. Still having the shows for us on Monday through Friday coming up at 7 p.m. Eastern. Look at Terry's. Uh, Terry's like a walk. Oh, sorry. Call this down and make sure you're, you're all there. Because this is all chaos and craziness. Make sure you're here. Do it now. Do it live. Appreciate you, Terry. For whatever reason, players usually get traded or go to the rivals. You see any chance that uh, Kyler Murray goes to the Niners? I don't see it. I think they're going to ask for too much, but it's a little chance. Um, uh, Niners, Kyler Murray, no. N- zero chance. Zero chance. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is a, a talk for the Niners. I think that's potentially... Um, a talk for the Niners, but but appreciate it. Um, let's see here. If you put Barry Sanders behind that Emmett Smith offensive line, he would rush for two K every season. That's true. That's true. Emmett does get mad re- disrespect. Uh, Kirk Cousins stinks. Is swaggy. <laughs> uh, let's call. Let's call my my boy real quick. Um, and and we'll talk to him just briefly. Briefly. About this, uh, <clears throat> what's up, pal? You're live on the fantasy football show. I don't have a whole lot of time. I, I, I burned up all the time talking about Kyler and, and, and all these things, but this is, this is my boy, Jeff. who has got a lot of cardinal knowledge. 
And I, I just wanted to, that's not cardinal, cardinal knowledge. It sounded like I said cardinal knowledge. Um, uh, what, what break down this Kyler Murray situation briefly? Like, uh, you know, again, I have like maybe five minutes total. So, like, A, what do you make of him scrubbing his entire social media, all of his social media platforms uh, from everything Cardinals? Like, do you see a point of no return at this point for Kyler? What are you making? What are you hearing? I don't know if you're hearing anything other than what you know what I've heard and what I've reported, but um, and then and then B, what are you thinking? Are you thinking A Rod and are you thinking Watson more than A Rod? Where where do the Cardinals go from here? And is it potentially maybe Kyler walking away to play baseball like we talked about last year, or just walking away? Period. I don't think he would walk away unless he was going to baseball because he's about ready to get that bag, and I think that's what he mainly wants, right? But hit, hit, hit me with what you think real quick, Jeff. Yeah, I'd say you probably you probably touched on a lot. There's so much, uh, you know, that um, everybody's, you know, thinking about all these questions you talked about, and it's all over the last 24 hours. It wasn't since even last night. Uh, when you mentioned it to me this morning, it was the first I'd heard about it. Um, had, had a chance to listen to a lot of radio, so I don't know a lot of the details that are happening right now. But um, just... You know, from from what is known, going back to your first question, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a point of uh, past point of no return. I think if he, you see, <clears throat> athletes do this all the time. It's their passive aggressive way of, you know, making a stance. Um, I, I don't think it's uh, irreparable, um, but it certainly isn't good. And I think it's it's now the point where he's kind of um, forced, you know, at least. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I think he was initially unhappy with uh, it didn't sound like the Cardinals and then all the pundits on the radio were talking about weren't going to pay him you know this offseason after you know the skid we had over our last so many weeks and you know as a fan and someone who pays attention and has an opinion I, I you know I gotta agree with a lot of that it's just um, you can get mad all you want um, but it came down to you and your performance at the end of the year and it's similarities to you know I guess uh, Phoenix Suns with DeAndre Ayton you know, he didn't do enough. Uh, the uh, brain trust wasn't willing to, you know, throw a bag at him and, you know, for for what they got. And it's still kind of wait and see. We have Kyler under contract for one more year. But if you go into that final year of the contract, um, you obviously lose a little bit of leverage. But, you know, $40 million, you know, make some of your franchise guy for, you know, four or five years where every time for it is a big deal. And it's not something you just throw at somebody when you're not – sure of it you know so going to where we are now i was already disappointed at the end of the season you know with what happened to kyler it seemed like since we lost hop there went kyler it just he couldn't create without his number one guy yeah and it, that's sad because he's so talented but um i guess kind of what i saw and it kept kind of ties into one of the other things you mentioned is it seemed like at the end of the year he made a lot of business decisions you know um he has such talent he's a great passer don't get me wrong but he also has an exceptional weapon with his legs but he has just seemed reluctant to use those. And I think initially some of that comes from not wanting to be labeled. It's the stuff that Lamar goes through. But, you know, Lamar Jackson's a stud. Um, uh, but outside of not even wanting to be labeled, I think it's, you know, a business decision. I think <clears throat> I think he found out that he doesn't like getting hit. And some of these guys are a lot bigger than him. Um, I don't foresee him jumping to baseball right away because he's literally on the cusp of, you know, a $40 million contract. So I don't know that he would... Uh, walk away from that you know that could just be a year down the line or if he goes to the right team maybe they pay him right now um, but I do think baseball could be in his future 
Um, because again, I don't, I don't think the guy. I mean, there's you know, like there's there's level. plenty of players that are speaking out about wanting to do dual sport things right now, which is you know I'm sure a lot of NFL coaches are, are excited about that. <laughs> but okay, so real quickly because we have got little time. Um, my, my thinking is that it, I'm connecting the dots here with this Aaron Rodgers thing. Like Aaron Rodgers and Kyler, like Green Bay would have no better scenario whatsoever out there trade offer wise than to get a first rounder. And, and I think you'd be willing to pay it. I think, and I know I would be willing to pay it a first rounder and Kyler Murray to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers for a chance to win a Super Bowl or two. I think I would put everything on the line for that. And, and I feel like that's a pretty darn good move for Green Bay because when you think about Green Bay and the situation they're in, like they could have they could have Jordan Love in a complete collapse or they could have Kyler Murray in a first rounder and potentially be a pretty scary team still, you know, on paper and on the field. I mean, Kyler and if they tag Adams, I don't know if they can even afford that, how they move money around, but if they tagged Adams and they brought over Kyler, um, that would well, be. I think, a- I think Kyler is a really interesting option for a, a lot of teams, and, and stat wise and uh, ability wise, you know, the dude puts up stats. He's got great ability, but again, if you watch the film, it was a different second half than the first half. So he's going to get paid. There's you know 32 teams, and half of them don't even have a viable option. He's going to find a spot somewhere, you know. But it comes down to uh, I'm not willing. I, I wouldn't. I'm, I guess I stand kind of with time and you know the Cardinals brain trust. I don't know that I'd pay him the money right now. And you know, back to your thoughts of wheel and deal i wouldn't have no problem you know if we uh open the idea of you know moving kyler i don't know that i would give up a first rounder with him i think his youth alone um you know almost makes that for a straight swap rogers for two more years versus yeah i i mean of course of course i would try for that i guess i'm just telling you what my 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 wallet would be willing to allow <laughs> you know what i mean like let's get it let's get it done of course you would try to negotiate um but I think Aaron Rodgers in the NFC West would would I mean whether we have Aaron Rodgers in the NFC West or not, um, assuming a assuming assuming a Rod gets traded out of the NFC and goes to the AFC, let's say he goes to Denver, which is the most likely landing spot outside of this scenario. Let's say it's still probably the most likely landing spot. Period. Because you have Nathaniel Hackett, the OC from Green Bay, uh, now the the uh, the head coach in Denver. It's like it just seems like it's lined up perfectly. So if A Rod gets moved out of the NFC into the AFC, we literally have the three best teams in the entire NFC inside our division, the NFC yeah. West, which is insane. And if A Rod comes over, same thing doesn't change anything. Um, so I, I and I and a lot of people say this garbage line Jeff garbage it's complete hogwash as your as your pops would say hogwash okay Aaron Rodgers is not scared to play in a tough division and when people say he he wouldn't want to go play in the AFC and face Herbert and Burrow and Mahomes and Josh Allen what what kind of leader and elite quarterback and competitor is ever scared and wants easier competition. Nobody, especially this guy, A-Rod. Like, it's the dumbest thing I ever hear come out of people's mouths when they talk about, well, why would he want to go play with these young bucks and face them two times a year and, and do this and that? Like, he doesn't care. He doesn't. He wants it. And it cements his legacy in which I'm sure a lot of people feel is, like, questionable he's the choke artist blah like he would this would be a, a legacy game changer for him if he wa- if he marches into denver and wins the super bowl especially but if, even if he comes to arizona and he marches through the nfc west and gets to the super bowl 
and faces one of the best four quarterbacks in the league because all to- the top four are on the AFC side. Like, yeah, he, he he's dropping. Yeah, we had a chance, you know, I think that we obviously had a great start to the season, and a lot of that was because of Kyler, but we also had a football team that played really well together. Um, and, you know, the thing when I when I talk about that elite quarterback where I don't think Kyler's there yet, the difference with, like, him and an Aaron Rodgers or, like, a Tom Brady over so much time, um, they've created their receivers. They haven't ever needed a receiver to make them great. Uh, when Rodgers came into town to beat us, he was without all three of his top receivers, and they still ended up leaving uh, Glendale with a win. So when when Kyler ended up losing Hop and everything went downhill, he, he didn't have his guy who he could just uh, take well, three steps back and chuck it up in the air to. So I don't think Kyler is that creator in it. I guess that's why, but the, you know, I would entertain a deal for a Rodgers. You know, I, yeah. I wouldn't even mind, you know, bringing Russ into town. Now, I know we, you know, you don't really trade with interdivision rivals, but, but you might if it depends on how you, Seattle views Kyler, uh, Kyler. Kyler also. Yeah. Um, and then even depending on, you know, I know the legal situation's a mess, but uh, even Watson, prior to all that coming out, was an uh, enticing, you know, conversation. Watson for for Kyler. I think Watson is is what Kyler is, but um, I don't know. He's just more of a man. He's, uh, you know, he, he's willing to get in there and play the quarterback position. You know, and you watch Josh Allen uh, battle Mahomes two weeks back, and man, did Allen look phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and it's coming up just short, but, you know, that's a man trying to will his team hey hey real quickly real real quickly just a couple more questions that i gotta bounce but um i got a lot i always get a lot of negative kingsbury talk um do you think kingsbury is the problem a lot of people uh believe he is it's pretty much the most common i i I am actually at the end of last year i was real frustrated with kingsbury because i really thought he lost the team um this year seeing how they started uh he looked very poised uh i think vance joseph did a uh a uh, great job, you know, uh, helping, you know, leadership and, and running a great defense um, for a good majority of the year. Uh, I don't, I don't blame Cliff as much as everybody else does. I know they talk about his end of year swoons, yeah. But you know who else he's been linked to for you know two swoons is Kyler Murray, the exact same guy that you know I think is a probably a greater problem at this point than than Cliff. I mean, even when yeah. every, as everybody wants to you know ridicule Cliff for everything, I thought his his play calling and you know most everything through the end of the season was was pretty okay. I mean, yeah. Um, here, here, here's the 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 problem for me is like, okay, he he did really good at the beginning of the year. He did really good at the bat, at the end of the year, like the the second half, obviously. But King Kingsbury also lost Hopkins, which, like I always say, disarms Kyler. Like you said, yeah. disarms Kyler. And not only does he do it three step drop, throw it up. It's his outside the pocket like safety net because Kyler rolls out, can't see over the line. Tosses it to Hopkins. Right. Hopkins is bread and butter is outside the pocket, and that's that's what Deshaun Watson taught him. And if Deshaun comes over, perfect fit, right? So I love that. The difference though, what Watson also did. And I mean, I remember one game that's phenomenal. Kyler doesn't step up in the pocket. Kyler is scared of all those big bodies in the middle. That's why he he jumps ship first chance he gets, and he gets yeah. the rollout. If he would just stand and just and just slide a little bit in the pocket, and move around, yeah. and then step up, so many more passing has get created. It's even like where I mentioned uh, Josh Allen. It was phenomenal watching this dude, you know, yeah. uh, just being slippery inside the pocket. It, and I think that's a good word, just being slippery in the pocket, not getting outside and using your speed, just being slippery, and he could easily do it. But he's scared of that one time when that big 300 and, you know, 40-pound lineman, you know, comes falling down on him. But yeah, I, I, I think that's the biggest problem. I just don't know that I... 
I feel comfortable with him being the man to lead yeah. the offense. Yeah, I, I mean, so. it would be a very different story if the Cardinals stayed healthy. And, and I, I do, I do get a little, uh, a little bothered by when people say the Cardinals fell apart, the Cardinals are trash. Car- like the losses the Cardinals suffered injury wise with Kyler's high ankle sprain to Hopkins being out, you know, the entire second half of the season and hampered when he was still there injured. And then on the defensive side of the football, like yeah, no you, AJ, you, you, um, yeah, you know, offensive line banged up. right. You, you, you hit yeah. those injuries with any, if any team gets those injuries, they're done. Like, so I, I, I feel like Cliff, I, I agree. I'm, I'm not married to Cliff and I could get, I could be fine with Cliff being, being removed from the equation. Like I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent on it. I, I would want to know who we're replacing him with and all that, but I could easily see myself going, okay, I, I'm fine with this. But I think people are way too reactive off of half of a year when they're not looking at the facts and the fact that there was injuries up and down this roster and they were the best team in football for half of a season. Not three games, not four games. We were talking about on the radio earlier in the season when I think Cliff was like 10-2. and And it's funny because they already started with the rumors that is Cliff going to take the Oklahoma job? And at that point, Cliff was probably one of the hottest commodities. There was no doubt he was going to get an extension. And then sure is, you know, all the success come. It doesn't take but a couple short weeks, you know, for, for all that to, to go. And then everybody's talking about, you know, not only giving you a promotion and signing you and where else you're going to yeah. leave. It's fickle. It's fickle. People are very Absolutely. fickle. People are very fickle. And I, and, I, and again, I, I'm not, I, I want to at the same time say I have questions about Kingsbury and I don't, I don't, I'm not sitting here with a blanket statement. He's the answer. But if people cannot give him credit for being the best team of football for eight, nine right. games, that is so narrow minded um, to at least, ex, you know, potentially give him that opportunity to say, hey, look, this is what he did. And you're right. He's tied to Kyler. Kyler is the problem. Now, granted, Kyler's his quarterback, but not every coach has the ability to upgrade from a Kyler Murray. He's still very good. And like right. you said, so it's, it's not like Cliff's like dropped the ball at the quarterback position. He's got one of the best potential quarterbacks in the league that's proving to be hard to trust. And he's scared. More, more to your point, it's like Cliff won two games with, um, uh, Shoot, I get Cole, Cole at quarterback. So, I mean, it's just like we proved that we can win football games, you know, outside of Kyler. But, yeah, to be a really great team, you need that elite quarterback. And, yeah. and Kyler shows glimpses. After last year, I was really down on Kyler. The beginning of this year, he really changed that for me. Okay. He showed me that he can make reads past yeah. the first and second, you know, and get deeper. And he showed me that, um, you know, he can show some poise. But it was probably the Green Bay game where he got hurt. He had to be following him. And he was never the same after that La- injury, uh, injury when he came back. And it was just, I think it was mental. It got in his head. Yeah. You know, and I think he realized that, oh, man, if I want to play for a long time, I better avoid being tackled. Uh, last um, question. Last question here, and then I'm going to let you bounce. Um, and I got to end the show because I'm way over. Uh, um, odds percentage that Kyler is the quarterback in Arizona in 2022. Um, I probably, again, with it being so fresh and not having heard anything, I'm just kind of going off my own feelings and emotions and that. But, 50-50. I'd say at this point, when you do stuff like scrub that, he obviously pissed people off, and he's going to, you know, he forces, you know, the line. Now you can't you can't get mad if he entertains the thought of trading somebody. So at this point, you probably either got to pay him or trade him because I don't think there's – he'll probably get to the point where he says, I'm going to sit out the season and pa- know, for my last con- my, pa- uh, my last contract year if I, if I don't get paid. So Part two of my question, know. part two, and then, then, then I'll let you go. What's the alternative if you had to predict? What's it going to be? Is it Watson? Um, I, 
I liked that, you know, a year and a half ago, and I, I guess I never got off of that. So I like that, but I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan. And, again, it, it's a small window, but I think you might have two, three years, you know, with Watson, or, excuse me, uh, with Rodgers, but then you have to start over. And then, you know, again, Russell William, uh, Wilson, another guy who's, you know, not in a great situation, but interdivisional. So you don't know how that's going to go. But it, a lot of moving parts this offseason. Kyler just becomes another one of them, you know, to add to the mix now. So. For any football fans, it's going to be a fun offseason anyway. So, yeah. um, and then a little anxious for us Cardinals fans, so we'll see. All right, pal. Later. All right, somebody good talking to you. So, anyway, um, that's the show. I'm a little over. Uh, Nigel, you missed it. Kyler Murray, social media, he, he purged all Cardinal, um, Cardinal stuff from his accounts, all the social media accounts, which makes everybody think he's on the move. Um, or something's going on, so we're just kind of speculating, and Aaron Rodgers makes the most sense to me. Uh, Watson makes sense, but there's risk, and you know I don't know that teams, even the Cardinals, are going to want to pay Kyler and a first-rounder to get Watson, and you kind of have to do that. Because of the, the pending legal issues, it, it's risky. Aaron Rodgers, you could do Kyler for A-Rod straight up, like, like Jeff and I said, but I don't tell anybody. But I'd be willing to give a first rounder too because of what A Rod could bring to the table for two years, and it's win or or go home for the Cardinals. They're built, they're ready, it's ready to roll. Uh, Kyler to the Steelers would be perfect. Uh, no no O line needed. I mean, yeah, but the problem is, what do you get? You know what I mean? What do you get in that trade? You need a quarterback. The Cardinals need a quarterback. I guess you could sign Tyler Huntley, trade and get something else back, but you know that's not going to make the Cardinals win. They could put all their eggs in one basket, put everything into trying to get and acquire A-Rod or, or Watson, and both are not that going to be that hard to get given the asset of Kyler Murray that you have to throw to the equation. So appreciate all you. Comment below. Subscribe if you're new. Uh, please drop a, a question in the comments as soon as I hit end, and, uh, and I will get back to everybody as best that I can. These athletes get paid, and they're acting like kids, unfollowing a social media yeah, he unfollowed the Cardinals. He unfollowed the Cardinals, bro. Like that 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 means he's probably in his mind gone. Whether he's gone or not will be a whole different story, but in his mind I believe he's gone. And so where does that where does that lead him? Uh, demanding a trade, holding out, I don't know. But we'll find out. Leave a comment if you have anything you want me to answer. Appreciate you.